I'm feeling good to go. So we're recording. Just so you know, recording. I have to warn you. Be on your best. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't reveal those uh, awful thing. No, keep the secrets <laughs> hidden. Keep the no. Let the secrets out. It's always it's good, good to see you. It's always good to see you. I'm super amped to be here with you. So. Yeah, welcome to the heartbeat. I don't know what season or episode we're on, but I have with me today Mark Washko, who's been with me before. Um, and today we get to get to talk so real and so raw about whatever we feel comes up for us today. There's Love a lot it. going on in the world. There's a lot going on. You know, he, Mark and I've had conversations offline, and this is a long time coming. This conversation. So, welcome everyone. Mark, would you? introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you. Um, just for sure. those who haven't heard your story before, you don't have to go into super detail or you can go into detail, whatever you want. It's kind of that hard description. Uh, but uh, thank you, Chris. First off, I'm really happy to be here with you. Uh, genuinely got up early, which says a lot for me. So uh, with that weird schedule, but I, I, I'm so happy to be here. I don't think it matters if you know what month or season, because we're in Jumanji right now, as far as uh -huh. the world, anything goes. Um, so we're going to roll the punches today. I was going to set up in my office to get a nice, I got a nice studio set up. We are here in the living room, but that's going to be one of the themes of this talk hopefully is about rolling with the punches for good, for better, for worse. And mm -hmm. um, I work as a uh, nationally certified personal trainer. Uh, I work as a business coach, kind of a career that snowballed. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I survived a deathbed a while ago with a chronic that still haunts me to this day. And I got a mentorship from that point, working with men and women on bettering their lives. Um, and subsequently that business kind of going absolutely nuts, setting a land speed record. Um, I ended up coaching other people and, you know, putting their heart out and helping this world in various different ways. Um, definitely a man child, um, a grown kid. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've actually got a page, Mark Washko, M-A-R-K-W-A-S-H-C-O. And I say that just for, you know, so we don't take up 10 minutes on uh, the crazy story uh, that we've gone into before, but you guys are welcome to check it out. And there's also a ton of free content on there. And I try to put out meaningful, quantitative, actually elevate my life and my happiness content, not just like, hey, try harder tomorrow, which is a good thing as well. But uh, markwashko.com, personal trainer, deathbed survivor, public speaker. Um, and honored to be in the presence of such a lovely human being, a lovely lady, uh, Christine Saunders. So thank you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, you know, I could listen to you talk. This is the conversation usually that we have every time we have a podcast <laughs> recording. Like I could, we could probably talk all day long. Um, but I, I wanted to just start out and none of this, just so everyone knows, we haven't, we don't have an outline this time. Normally we have an outline. Yeah, no, I don't even we're just, know we're just going, we don't even know what's going to happen today. So that's, what's so brilliant about the heartbeat is that we can create this space that's safe to share whatever comes up in our hearts. And that's what we're going to do today. And you know what, what I've been thinking about a lot lately, and we don't have to go into huge detail about your one wheel contraption accident, oh, but I really, I just really, you know, since I saw that video, I've only watched it twice because it makes me go. Eh. And what I, what I find brilliant about this, and I'm hoping you can talk about this because I think people would really dig your, your, your mindset and your outlook because and I've talked to everyone that I've shown that video to. I was like, this man lives his life like there will not be a life five minutes from now. And if everyone could be in that same space of life is a gift, 
life is something that is given to you and life is something that is precious. And if you hold back- taken away any second, any second. Exactly. So I'm just wondering if you can just sort of talk a little bit about that because that just is so much in my face, not just with you, but with everything in the world. Um, but that really, I, I tell everyone about you and that, just that one moment in time when you had this accident and just your response after. <laughs> it's like, now I'm getting all emotional, yeah. which we no, know hey, to do you know, today. It's birds but... with feather. birds with feather. If we all don't cry today, it's, uh, it's not uh, emotional enough. Uh, yeah, right. thank you. I mean, I for people who don't know, you know, when I got out of the deathbed, I, I decided I was going to live my life every day as if there wasn't a tomorrow. And I actually think uh, becoming aware, I know, I, I, I say I think often because I don't want to be too like, oh, this is the answer. But I know. Um, when, 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 when you realize your own mortality and the fact that you are going to die someday, which seems, oh my gosh, this is horrible. What it does is it puts a vast quality or quality, um, a vast quantity of value into your life in the way, like I never want to go to bed and treat somebody awful. And that's how a lot of people I actually have to say, sadly are approaching their life. This is going to go forever. I'll do it tomorrow. And some people take it too far. Like when I got out of the deathbed, I'm gonna be honest, I went from being a complete saint, sleeping nine hours a night, no alcohol, you know, just, but I wasn't having any fun with my life. It was like this game of bubble wrapping myself to try to see how, you know, and then I, you know, went the other way, actually. I have no shame, I'm very open. I was partying, you know, I was in pits till four in the morning on, you know, Molly, you know, like just shirtless dancing. I was like, I'm alive, I'm lucky to be alive. And it's funny because I didn't mean to get here, but I want to address that pendulum uh, that I talk about swinging. But that's natural life, and it's politics, and it's people's lives, and it's their emotions, and it will always be there. It's always going to get ripped back one way, go the other. I settled in the middle where um, I'm going to do what I want to do as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else and enjoy the heck out of my life in a safe, sustainable fashion. And I ride this powered board that's like uh, this crazy vehicle. Uh, I mean, they're souped up. You know, I was up at like over 30 miles an hour on this off-road board. And am I allowed to swear, Christine? I don't, yes. I, don't know. I ain't shit. I mean, I have a video <laughs> of it. I It was like the Wonder Years. You ever seen that show? I know you yep. know the Wonder It's like when the freeze frame or the, I can't talk today when the, um, uh, it freezes the frame. Yep. And the guy's like, and that was the moment I knew I had screwed up. <laughs> I mean, there I was going sideways, head first towards the pavement, getting ready to immediately decelerate at over 30 miles an hour, which if people don't know, running into a wall full speed is like 13 miles an hour for people. So you like triple that. I knew stuff was going to happen. So I hit the ground. I knew I had to cover my head. I knew for a fact. Um, I knew it was my fault. I, I immediately was like, all right, how do we do the best we can? And I went down and I could feel my arm rip out of socket. That was the first thing that happened. And there's a video of that. And I roll over again and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, shit, this momentum's not stopping. So I put my dislocated arm back up in front of myself uh, and I'm just rolling and tucking. I'm feeling my body just disassemble. Like I can just feel, I stand up, my arm's out of socket. I'm making uh, super funny noises. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was hurt very badly. I sprained both ankles. I sprained both my wrists. I broke my rib. I bruised my lung. I, my shoulder got ripped out of socket. I had to rip it back into socket in place. I uh, immediately ran over to a neighbor and was like, is it symmetrical? And turned around. He's like, <laughs> it's like he's like, no, dude, it's not. I mean, I was feeling and everything was just like, go I mean, there was no familiarity. Cause it was all like yeah. numbed and inflamed. I was in such bad shock. I would have tackled a five-year-old for a cold lemonade. I don't know if you've ever been in shock, but you immediately <laughs> want cold sugary stuff, like with a fervor, like, oh, <laughs> so, no. um, I, I, 
I had to ride back home, you know, my board, I got my ankles busted out. I'm holding myself together, you know, and, uh, I went to the hospital and, uh, you know, they got me on all kind of healing agents. I'm very grateful for that. But, uh, the, the, the thing that really surprised me was from my point, and I don't have any ugliness in my heart about it. Soon to be like, people thought that I was like realizing that I could get hurt at this point in my life. Like, Oh, oh so now are you going to change really? your life or well, not too many, you know, but I was kind of surprised by that because it's not that I don't know I can get hurt. It's not, it's like you see an officer that serves in duty and loves what he does and he gets shot. They usually don't turn their badge in and they're like, well, turns out this job was dangerous. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think <laughs> right. I want to do this. I'm going to go, you know, drive an ice cream truck. And um, I would personally rather after my experience, live it's really comes down my life theory is actually quite quantifiable and it's i'm going to maximize happiness subjective happiness but also maximize duration and where those two meet is where i want to be because i really honestly i don't know if i have the desire to die at 105 inside of a bed uh and uh i'm not trying to go quickly either i'm not doing reckless things but am i getting all washed out by the camera by the way because i see the light there's coming like from some outside. weird thing happening yeah i don't know Here, hold on it's like I, almost uh, cartoony it's all That's, good. Okay, here we go. Let me see if I can. It's the Florida not, sun. Just, I'll, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me see if I can. Is that like any better at all? Yes or no? A little uh, bit, yeah. Uh, sorry. Is it? Is, we can walk it, around. Do what you need to okay. do. It's good. So, anywho, um, you know, I, it sucks. I mean, I'm, I'm holding it together now. I, uh, it's, but it's been very, very painful. Um, my, uh, let me readjust one more time here. These people are going to love it. I think that might help. I, uh, you know, I mean, I, I busted up, I mean, but I'm really, really grateful that my brain works and that my neck that, you know, if that was my head, that would have been it. Matter of fact, um, I get to come back. I get to look at cute animal pictures on my phone while I recover and have a warm bed. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, I might have said it to you, I might have not, but that was actually the moment for me when I had my whole body torn apart, had every, most of what I love taken away. I can't work out. I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, it was a moment for me where I was like, you emotionally made it. You know what I mean? Because you, mm -hmm. you go through all these trials and then it, it was like everybody wanted me to be mad. It was like everybody wanted me to blame it on somebody else. People were <laughs> like, oh, are you going to sue the board? I'm like, why the heck? What? I got on that board willingly as a grown man child and got knocked off of this board. Like I, and, and to be honest with you, I think that's one of the biggest issues we have. It's why we can't have an Autobahn in America. There's like this degrading personal level of self-responsibility that keeps getting lower and lower and lower. And there's a lot of problems in the world. I'm gonna see if I can refocus the camera. I can just see the like, oh, that's my, that's my backyard. It's like backyard. So, um, Anyways, uh, it just, it seems to be happening more and more and more. And I'm, I'm super grateful, but I'm going to live my life that way. I'm going to be grateful. I don't care if other people want, and there's wonderful people who are super grateful, but it doesn't matter to me if other people want to be super grateful or not. I've even had it called, uh, toxic positivity was one that I heard like, no, it's interesting. Okay to feel sad. It's okay. And I'm like, I know my father's going to die one day. I know that it's okay to be sad. Uh, my life's going to come to an end at some point. I know it's okay to be sad. I'm no stranger to struggle and hardship, but I'm not going to put myself in a state of sadness and focus on the fact that I busted my arm up. I'm going to focus on the fact that I could have died and that I've already spent time in a deathbed and that I'm not going back there and that I can hobble around and that I can use my left hand to eat food and that I have food in my cupboard and that my eyes still work and my ears still work. And you know, this, 
we always focus on what we don't have. And, and mm -hmm. for a lot of people that comes down to finances. Now I've gone from being literally sleeping with one eye open homeless to having things pretty good. Um, and one thing I'll tell you is I ask people when they get really upset about it, I say, would you sell, what would you sell me your eyes for? And they're like, what? I wouldn't. And I'm like, what would you sell me your ears for? And like, I wouldn't. What would you sell me? Your we have more wealth uh, than the Fords and the Rockefellers combined within mm -hmm. our self and our ability to see, hear, think, plan, consciousness, sentiency, things that we don't even identify. We still don't know what a consciousness is. You identify with it all the time. You're in your consciousness right now. No matter where you go mentally, you will be in your consciousness. We can't explain it. And it looks like we never will be able to. We don't know why it exists, what it is. or So there's literally infinite wealth inside of us every single day. And I'm going to focus on my assets. And that's including right. my arms and my legs and my mind and you and my friends. And I'm also going to move this camera because this is getting a little bit absurd. That's all good. With, uh, move, right your, move your stuff. <laughs> I'm like, let's stand and talk. This will be great. And uh, You can walk around and talk. And we'll I just might, look at your I pretty might pink just... uh, bar. That's funny. It changes colors. It changes any color I want. So, And wow. I don't drink. That's the funny thing. There's like 100 bottles of alcohol and I don't. I don't, I don't drink. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's okay. kind of funny. That's better. That's better. That's right? way better. The Sorry, Florida guys. sun is Sorry. not your friend today. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not invincible. I'm not uh, anything, but I'm not even a God of not losing my own car keys. So that's, uh, you know, I uh, just, I see, I talked about this the other day, last tangent is I believe emotions are real. Uh, we both feel them pretty strong. I would say, uh, the I hate when people say the only bad uh, disability is a bad the the only disability is a bad attitude. Okay, you know, let's look at somebody. I talked about my guy, dude's uh, bodybuilding champion, has got cerebral palsy. He overcame cerebral palsy, but it, it's kind of to me, it's okay. I try not to get offended, but I think saying the only disability is a bad disability is kind of spit in the face of you know people that wake up without legs or they had their genitals blown off with an I an IED and you know the war um, a war. But I will say that there's a spectrum and. Um, we can choose to view things that happen to us in a way that is of ownership and learning and responsibility and growing. And I think that's the position where you never lose because you can't just say that things don't affect you. Uh, you can't say that you should never be sad. That's actually a mental disorder called mania. You know, if you're not capable of, of feeling sadness, but on the other hand, it is a spectrum. It's not core or it's not causative. This happens, you feel this way. It is correlative. I'm less likely to have a good day because I got found out I had to put my dog down, you know, whatever it's going to be. But at the end of the day, I think too many people are not taking ownership for their, um, and some people are doing it wonderfully. But if your happiness and the way you treat people and the way that you act in the world is going to be decided by outside circumstances, you're forfeiting control of autonomy of your emotions and of your, uh, the, the way that you treat and interact with other people. Um, and, there's a lot I wanted to talk about with you today, but it's funny. That's kind of the microcosm of, yeah. of, of the theme of today is ownership for the way we feel. Um, and not to say whatever happened to you doesn't matter. I hate that. Uh, there's no reason to have a bad day. Bullshit. <laughs> there's right. plenty of reasons to have a bad right. day. Trust me, there's suffering and people are in pain and things have been unfair. But when I watch a guy who was suicidally depressed laying on the floor of a dirty apartment and he's open and talking about this and wanted to take himself out after a life of isolation and has no depth perception and can't drive a car and had people be terrible to him and bully him and push him down and self it going from that to coaching people successfully with an online business and many businesses and public speaking and leading other people through the path of hardship to a path of greatness. I don't know. I kind of got to lay down my things aren't possible guns. 
Right. You know, I kind of got to face these things in the face. And it helps me take ownership, too, of my rotten mm -hmm. moods. Because we all have them, right? I mean, yeah. you would, it'd be such bullshit to say that there aren't times when you're like, screw people's happiness. Right. <laughs> like, well, it's human, but we got to admit, first off, that it's human. And then we can, yeah. then we can start to deal with it. So let, so let's let me let me just ask you this question because I know I mean we could go on so many different <laughs> like highways and branches whatever we want to call them this morning but there's so much going on in this world and I I watch your social media pages and I watch what you're doing with yourself and your friends and your community and um, I want to talk about why <laughs> why what was your why around going to some of the protests that happened in your community because i know that i think that in watching some of the footage like your mission was one thing and i would love to hear what your mission was and going and just doing that piece yeah it's actually what kind of initially set up my arm injury i actually busted up my rotator cuff in the riots and it wasn't a, i mean it was protesting but we had gas stations lit on fire um, I saw people dragged out and bricked. I saw people punched. I saw things destroyed and burned. And um, I mean, it got so hot that I'm not taking an ethical, moral stance on this, but our sheriff, and I posted the video, said, when the looters come around to the protesters, you blow them away because we had people, it was bad. It was bad. And I'm not associating that with peaceful protesters, by the way. And also, I don't feel like I should have to put this many disclaimers on my statements, but I know I'm going to have to because somebody somewhere is going to try to pigeonhole where I come from. And I'll tell you right now, black and white, where I came from, so you can understand. My position mm -hmm. was to protect human life. And I think more of us need to do that. If I saw a cop down, piranha stomped in the face, you bet your ass I'm getting in there to try to scoop him up. On the other hand, if I see, I saw on the video, you there was like an 81-year-old guy who was biking and got pepper sprayed, and they kept spraying him while he was down and ran in there, scooped this guy's out. Dude, that stuff burns for days, days. They upgraded that in the past 10 years. So I picked this guy up pulled him out of there, went right back in there to get the bicycle. I'm picking up his bicycle. They're like, you know, Mason. I'm like, guys, come on. I got, I'm, I'm tough. This isn't going to, you know, I'm still, you're just going to make me burn and waste, you know, Florida state money spraying me with this shit. But um, I don't have a side as far as um, I, I think there's gray areas everywhere. Um, we need mm -hmm. to protect human life. And that includes uh, minorities. That includes police. And fun fact, I don't care. That includes white people. You know, I mean, that includes Hispanic people. That includes women. That includes men. You're going to catch me dead or sleeping before you uh, think that I'm not going to try to do what I can for every human being. Funny enough, I got a lot of praise from both sides. You saw the actual videos. They were like, wow, so you're actually doing something. Like, you're actually not just sitting behind a computer telling other people what you hate about their life. But then also there are people, it's kind of funny, the tribalism people are like, oh, so you so you support police. I'm like, in a general sense, yes. And then other people were like, I can't believe you were at Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, well, that's another dichotomy I don't even want to get into. But uh, I do believe that minority lives need to be looked at in the ramifications. And But then on the other hand, you look at the like larger industry of Black Lives Matter. What then? there's a dichotomy there for me too, where like a good part of it, I'm like, I'm with this, I'm with it. And then I see a manifesto from another entity which a lot of people don't even know you can mm -hmm. research that it's very black and white and available in public so um i just wanted to protect human life i don't think we have enough people standing up for the the, the the greater good and i think we oftentimes protest and i think we oftentimes voice our opinions from a place of absolute safety mm -hmm. i'm on my computer in my bed 
before I go to do the exact thing that I'm saying I don't want you to do. And I'm not saying put yourself in danger. I don't need you to be like anybody other than yourself. But I think that the real beauty comes when we're willing to take a little pain for each other. Mm-hmm. When we're willing to do something that isn't fun for each other. Um, so yeah, it was a wild night. I was there till pretty late. I burned a tear gas for a couple days. And I happily and proudly protected police officers as well as civilians, as well as buildings, as well as civilian on civilian. That was happening too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's crazy. Can it I change it on that real quick? A quick yes. thing on that or do you want to follow up? No, do you wanna? no okay. go for it. One beauty, you know, so we, I'll tell you right now that we, Whenever we look, I talked about earlier about power, change, you know, whether it's gun legalization, same-sex marriage, whether it's police brutality, police, uh, whatever it is, I'll tell you right now that pendulum is, is swinging. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, I said this yesterday on my story, so it's going to be a repeat, but I don't know if anybody's ever been in a car that's fishtailing. Like, you're, you're, it's slipping out, back tires going, weights in the front, it's an American-made automobile, it's more common in that, so we're going to rip it over this way, when we fly over this way, and then we're like, oh shit, we're, we're, we're going, so we rip it over the other way, boom, boom, bam, everybody smacks into a tree and die, because you lose control of the situation, because you're constantly trying to rip this vehicle back into control, what you really need to do is ease up a little bit, um, and I'm seeing this in our politics right now. And, 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 and the difficult part is that like the beauty happens here, just like the beauty happens when you're like on the lane on the road and not in the grass or like climbing your automobile up a tree, you know what yeah. I mean? Or like getting airbagged in the teeth. So, you know, unity and, and, and working together is where things happen. And we're so polarized that we're going violently from one side to the other, which again, look at, look at the opiate crisis. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing. Look at uh, racial inequality. It's the same thing. Look at the suffragettes. It's the same thing. And we need to get things back towards a position where we're going to start working with each other. Um, And by the way, I want to say it one more time. There's a lot of good people out there. Like there's, 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 there's wonderful, beautiful, but the problem is they're getting kind of quiet because they don't want to be in this parlay. They don't want to be in this, uh, ballroom blitz of social Mm -hmm. media animosity they're like screw that um and one thing that has been beautiful and one thing i wanted to talk about how we talked about it is covid has sucked like i'm gonna be honest uh, you know from isolation i'm a people person i'm sure it's not easy for you chris um you know we there's a lot of pressure right now there's a lot of issues going on there's a lot of change of focus there's a lot of economic hardship the suicide rates are incredible they're not really talking about them a lot Maybe that's because they don't want to copycat, you know, people and say, oh, you know, if this many people did it here, then I'll go with them. Uh, human psychology is crazy and pretty fragile right now for a lot of people. So I can respect and empathize with that. But I'll tell you, one benefit that we got and that I got is, guys, we got a head count of everybody who is looking to do good in everybody. This situation right here, to use the word again, is a microcosm for how are people going to react when they feel scared, when they're frightened when they don't have a certainty in tomorrow, when there's civil unrest, when true colors are coming out. And, you know, people can say you shouldn't judge somebody based on their 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 bad days. Well, no, I agree. Um, but it has to be, it has to be accountable. Like if I own a dog, I'm looking at my dog, he's such a cutie. If uh, I loved him and we had 30 awesome play days every month but, or every month, but one day out of the month, he mauled me. You know what I mean? Like I would, I, I would, right. I think like, oh, I got to think about the good days, man. I, yes, you do. 
and that should come into account. But we got a head count of everybody who wants to act. We got a head count of everybody who wants to sit there and yell at people and be nasty. We got a head count of everyone who can be peaceful and loving. We got a head count of people who are under pressure. Getting it. And I'm never forgetting it. I had business projects that are coming up with people and I called them and said, hey, I'm probably not going to be going into this. And I never told them why. Why did I cancel the contract? Why did I not go into business? Because I'm not investing my money with somebody who, when the going gets rough, starts yelling nasty names at people and posts 17 times a day about what they hate instead of taking action. Your utility sucks as far as working right. under pressure. So no, you're a risk. You're a danger. And what people don't know is how many of these things are happening. Opportunities are getting pulled out. Friendships are changing. People, I can't work with somebody because business is pressure. Business is tension. Business is sometimes the wild west where things happen and people do things they shouldn't. There's no real gover there's no real governing bodies. We're kind of in the wild west out here and I want to keep it moral and ethical. Mm -hmm. So the moment that I see you say something nasty or call somebody a horrible name or spit hate or whatever it's gonna be, or just I hate to say it, breakdowns. You know, it's not mm -hmm. that I wouldn't wanna be friends with somebody if they're having it at heart, but if you've been in a breakdown for eight months, you're probably not a viable partner to uh, do some crazy high level uh, let's right. set world records here. Right. Yeah. So, that so makes I, sense. I think people should pay attention. Um, I think people should pay attention. And I, it doesn't mean you don't forgive. You should always forgive. You should always move on because hatred will never serve you ever. Like mm -hmm. you, hatred is ugly. You hold on to it. It's like a hot coal. You, you hang on to it. Like you're going to do something with it. They don't feel it. You just burn the shit out of your hand. So I'm not going to have hatred or not forgive people. Uh, but I'm not going to forget either. Right. That's a fact. Right. I mean, we we got a head count of who's who's decent right now and who's not. And people are capable of change. So it's not set in stone, but it's going to be set in a few years from now. At least. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk about this whole responsibility thing. And this is what has sort of been on my heart for a little while. And it's that that in, within social media, news, wherever, it doesn't even matter, wherever you look anymore, whoever you talk to there's a story, right? And you know how much I love people's stories. That's my whole world. Like, right? Your story is so important. It matters. And then I, f I feel like there are people who regurgitate stories and don't do any due diligence on finding out, is it accurate? Is there validity? And then they just spread toxic gossip around this world. And they take it as fact and truth like and gospel. Yeah. yes yeah. and like there are so many people that i just see and hear in 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 this space right that we're talking about because they can't control whatever chaos is going on in their life so they want to control something it could just be this tiny little pen i'm controlling this right now so they're grasping at something and they're taking it, it as yeah. gospel you're right yep, yep. And it, at some point, like I watch, I, there's a documentary out there. Um, I'll have to remind you of it after we're done because I'm spacing it. But it is about fake news. It's about how Bad. detrimental fake news is for the world. And each one of us has a part in that. Each I one of us has due diligence to figure out what we're putting out there, supporting and not supporting. <laughs> I think it's actually quite possibly, and I could be missing something. And we're both like, we woke up after less sleep than normal. And I, I, I would dare say, old statement that it, 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 it might actually be the most detrimental uh, social factor period right now within uh, division, unity, 
Um, and it sucks because I'm like, well, somebody get a harness on these people, but you can't, mm-hmm. you, 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 you can't. And that's one of the other problems too, is people don't realize like what you're going to sacrifice if you, uh, for example, I, I'm like, can we do something about these people? But you can't because it's freedom of press and we want freedom of press as much as I don't like what they're doing. You know, there's a lot of things I don't like, but I don't think we should suppress or nullify our constitutional mm-hmm. rights. Uh, Cause that's an ugly road leading to nowhere. It's funny. The most like freedom patriotic people I know are like from like Colombia or Venezuela. I was talking about <laughs> this with my friend. Like they got like armored Hummers that they can afford it and like hip holsters. And cause they're like, nah, bro, I watched that happen. You know what I mean? I am not going back to that. So um, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely terrible. I think too, uh, if I may piggyback on that, yeah. one of the big issues is like people don't understand and I get so frustrated, but I try to be compassionate. They haven't been around as much campaigning, business. Like the world's a business. I I, I want yeah. people to a relationship. It's like a business deal. You know, you want to you want to create uh, perceived value. You want the sell to be comfortable. You want to date. I always tell guys when they can't sell um, in the market, I'm like, it's a date, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, make them comfortable. Don't put on too much pressure. We're going to mitigate risk. We're going to show perceived value. <laughs> We're going to like, it's literally like you're going on a date, right? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like the exact everything's selling. So, um, you know, I, if I can just give you an example, I don't want to make it too personal, but I had people who were yelling at me uh, during the market blackout, which was their let's, we don't like what's going on. So we're going to step out of the market to punish these companies. I'm immediately looking at trading prices and advertise. I'm like, these are so cheap. Like this. So we made like, 400% normal income during that week because everything got super cheap because everybody yep. left. And I had people like, yo, you don't care. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then they were like, you should do, you should pop out. And I'm like, dude, do you understand what's happening? You don't want this to, you don't want money to flow because you're not making money and you're pretty upset about that. Guess what? You just gave the opposite side a whole bunch of money. Seriously. Right. That's like being like, I don't like that people are attacking my home. So I'm just going to leave. And no, then you're just giving. So you literally did the opposite and people were like, how dare you? And then they're like, well, you can at least shut down your business um, right now to stand in solidarity. And I'm like, for what? And they were like, right. for minority lives. And just so happens, I only take three coaches at once because it's a very VIP. It's hard to, two of my three coaches are black. Mm-hmm. Who just found financial freedom and can now give their kids college and put into their community. You see the people I work with. We're not talking about like, oh, you made, you know, you made 500 bucks, like selling herbal right. like these guys. So you're going to tell me that your answer is to give the opposition that you don't like. I'm not saying my enemy to give the enemy power. And you want me to strip finances from minority families right now? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting elevated in my tone and you can tell yeah. that they're like, I'm like, I'm about to go like, I'm actually Irish, but I'm about to go like full Italian. <laughs> so, you know, um, so I'm about to get the wooden spoon, dude. So um, it's just, I find it hard to navigate and be truthful and decent when the whole world wants you to be nonsensical, helpless, hopeless. Um, I've been through too much. I've been through too much to quit and it's just maniacal to me. And, 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 and the funny thing is when I laid this out to them, I don't normally debate, but there are people I know I laid it out in the comment section and they're like, Oh no, you're right. And then they went and kept yelling at people for being in the, and not mm-hmm. participating in the market. And I'm going to make a lot of people mad here too, whatever. Um, I don't think putting a black profile picture with nothing in it does anything at all. Period. I think getting out there and protecting human life does something. I think that helping young men and young women 
be better men and evaluate the way that we treat men and we treat women and more importantly, treat ourselves. That's not a selfish yeah. perspective because when you get love going in here, you just want to, it's like glitter. You just take this love, take this love. I want to love yeah. you. You want a hard day? Come over. We'll hang out. We can, you don't have money. It's all right. I can help you. I, you know, I've got extra. And, and I'm, I'm not getting into this uh, parade anymore of uh, virtue signaling. Um, I would much rather get out there, protect human life, donate to my community, mentor men and women, then put a black picture for my profile picture. Um, and I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong, but if people are going to challenge other people and call them nasty names for like existing, I'm not going to call you a nasty name, but I'm going to challenge you and say, what are the utility? What are the long-term ramifications of what you're doing? How much do you get back to your community? Right. Um, how do you... And these things are super important because I'm getting more and more young men um, into my mentorship program, kids without dads, kids who are, and I do see a troubling issue. I'm not an alarmist, but uh, when I work with these young men and the parents call, I have to have a parent sign over when they're, when they're young enough. And it's very common. I'm getting booked out for mentorship and it actually scares me because I'm like the tattooed skateboarder dude who like, this is the guy, you know, th I'm, I'm the one. Um, but they're in an education system that doesn't teach them how to make money at all. They learned the Pythagorean theorem and how to bake blueberry muffins, um, but they sign, code, sign, and tangent. They don't learn how to recognize mental health issues in their right. friends. They don't learn emotional maturity. They don't learn how to make any money, period. Uh, they are in a broken family unit oftentimes. I hate to say this. I'm not being elitist. I have my own shortcomings, but I'm working on them. Uh, we don't, I don't see any male leadership. If you were a young guy, like now, Chris, who, who, who would you look to, who would you look to for male leadership and how we should treat women and how we should be gentlemen and how we should. And then we got a media that tells them to hate themselves and that there's something wrong with them and that they're all predators. And, you know, when, <laughs> when you, when you add up all these things, I don't know what we're expecting. They can't turn yeah. on their news and, and feel fulfilled. They oftentimes can't within their own family unit. They go to school and they're afraid um, and, and, and I, I, I just, I don't know what we expect and it's an honoring position for me because I love helping people, but I have to be honest with you, Chris, it's also scary as shit, yeah. um, to sit there and go, oh, okay, so I'm the last line of defense between this child who, you know, is on his last, he's about to possibly think about checking out of life before it even started, mm -hmm. um, makes like tear up, you know, it makes yeah. me sad. It makes me afraid. But I challenge everybody to show more benevolence and decency and get off this mind versus yours, black versus white. Um, you're on my side or you're not on my side, unless your side is like really, really uh, pretty easy to understand good things like decency, mm -hmm. um, yeah. compassion. Um, there's no subtract or there's no addition by subtraction. You don't change the world by telling people how awful they are and how much you hate them. Right. Um, mm -hmm. you change the world by, uh, leadership and showing people new opportunities and rearranging people's consciousness in the way that they view themselves and other people. Yeah. And I know that for a fact after doing it for quite a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the brilliant thing about you, and this is, you know, one thing I wanted to just sort of talk about a little bit is. Because I think we all want to be in that space, in that place of freedom, whatever that looks like for whoever, right? And sometimes that freedom could be doing whatever you want, despite, you know, what people think of you. And I think that majority of people have the idea that I have to be a certain way in order for certain people to like me. And that's not my true identity, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so what yeah, I see... Awesome. 
it, it is exhausting. And what I see with you, and I feel like I do it, is to just show up, be real, be you. Yeah. Who yeah. gives a rat's ass what the next person thinks about you? Be solid in your, um, you know, in your mission, in your life. And as long as you're not hurting others, be kind. And it will be, I, I just don't, yeah. <laughs> Still here, by like, the way. I'm totally I, listening. I'm just trying I know. to adjust this light. I just, I just feel like there's this, this, um, you're right. And that the whole conversation with the young people in our, in our communities now, you know, both men and women, young women and men, like that's a huge thing that some people are really going for and talking about and trying to find solutions and groups and let's have conversations like you and a few other people that I'm connected with. And then there is that side that because you Mark Washko are a fitness coach, a bodybuilder. You look the way you look. You do things without your shirt on. Like people think that you're this person, right? When really you're just, not just, but you are you. Yeah, take your first <laughs> You want the cowboy hat too? Yes, please. No, I think, just think about how authentic somebody could show up and life could be so amazing. But then I see somebody being nasty to someone else and I'm like, do they really truly believe that that's their own reality? Or is that a yep. reality that somebody's telling them to be like? And I really think it's the first. Like, I feel like their perception of reality is not real reality. If you think not about at all, it. it's like not this weird all. warped sense of reality. <laughs> well, I mean, agreed. I mean, I very well put. Very well put. Um, the hi Titan. Um, the uh, People will, Titan's saying hi in the podcast, I don't know if you can hear him. Uh, people will, mm -hmm. it's really weird, get mad at you for like just being happy. I was actually talking with one yeah. of my friends before we got on the call because I had to break it off with another friend and it, it definitely sucked. But like there was some really ugly, hateful stuff coming out of him online. And uh, um, he, hold on, I'm just going to let Titan out yeah. because uh, he's, um, you know, Zoe, come on. All right. This is like the most interrupted podcast ever. My apologies. It's the best. Um, it's the best podcast because that's what real life is all about, right? Real. We're not Ew. smoking mirrors and dogs and ponies. We're like real life and shit. What did Joe Biden call that guy? Uh, what did he call him? A something? A something? Horse face pony soldier. Oh my God. <laughs> so much. I cannot wait for that debate. I'm not even gonna. I just <laughs> I got my popcorn ready. Like I am ready for this. This is. It's, I am. I am here for it. Um, people are going to get mad at you for being happy. And that's like a really weird thing, but like, it's real. And I was talking to my buddy about it. Like, I'm surprised I get less hate than I do. You know, it's weird. Like you see my comments, I don't delete comments. It's like 150 nice ones and then someone will, but it's always like mad at being happy. And I'll tell you this right now that, uh, and I, I know you've been through a lot as well. And I encourage you for this and I encourage anyone watching, like, if you're finding subjective happiness, and yes, I said subjective, like if your happiness is like drinking two beers and flying a kite in the backyard in a pair of short shorts, like that's, yeah, it actually sounds great, Chris. Are you down? It's like, this sounds wonderful. I don't drink beer, but we'll, 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 we'll find. So the point is like, you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. Apologize to fucking nobody. You know, right. like you, that right. is the answer is more people letting off each other and spreading decency and goodness into the world. And, you know, I was talking about, but like, it's easy. I, my buddy was actually saying it. He's like, you know, you're, you're a jacked up guy who, uh, you know, looks a certain way. Uh, you have a literal Batmobile. Uh, you have a lot of projects. You're always out there. You're hitting it out of the park. He's like, 
I'm your friend and I love you and I know you. He's like, but if I didn't know you and I saw you, it'd be easy to hate you. And I was like, why? And he's like, because you're fucking smiling all the time, man. You know, you're you're doing what you want to do with like a reckless fervor for knowing who you are. And that's incredibly intimidating to people. And um, I think we need to start judging people on the content of their character and not on these like black and white, because the weirder thing is I noticed that uh, and I got a question for you after this. Mm-hmm. Uh I noticed that I got a lot of hate for things that like were really necessary. Like when the uh, when the riots when they were riots out here, uh, neighborhoods were targeted, and there were people who were like, I don't make it too political, but I think we both knew that's like where we were kind of going to go on this conversation. I was called evil for like owning guns. I have a lot of guns. I'm, uh, I've been a marksman since I was like, well, I've been a marksman since my teenage years. I was training uh, with guns when I was younger. I grew up in a country area, and uh, people literally said, really like, oh, so you want to kill children in school? And I'm like whoa, like that is so offensive to my, you know, what I stand for. These literal same people begged me to come help them protect their house when people were like throwing bricks through windows. And, 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 you know, there was actually a part of me that wanted to be like, no, Mm -hmm. you know, like you literally called me ugly, awful things because of what you now need from me. And Mm -hmm. I went and helped. I I, I helped and I put it all behind, but it was like the same people that called me evil because I uh, made it in capitalism uh, from coming from absolutely nothing and literally being homeless and having no, you know, and those were the same people uh, whose mortgages I bailed out when mm-hmm. COVID took away their jobs. And I have friends who are like, dude, you need to stop doing that. Like if somebody wants to spit in your face, you don't show up with a box of cookies. And I'm like, I do. Yeah. I do. You know, mm-hmm. like if you want to, you know, beat my dog or something, like there's going to be problems. I'm going to go to prison. But if you want to call me and ask me, that doesn't. That doesn't really, John Wick, right? You ever seen John mm. Wick? It's like, you oh my, know, I just you watched that last night. You don't mess with some dog, bro. Um, right. So, um, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even spank my dog. He's bad. I'm like, bad. And he's like, you won't do anything. I'm like, you're he's right. Like, I won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I know who owns this house. I'll go scoop my poop. All right. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I, it's really, I like to always be positive and I like, but I gotta be honest, it's frustrating. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like, it's like you got a 30 bunch of 30 rugrats running around in a daycare and they're all slapping the crap out of each other. And you're like, this is your responsibility to, you know, keep these people. And I got to be honest, like I got ejected, or not ejected. I got launched into a leadership role for my friends. We're all a bunch of musicians. We're all a bunch of, you know, do we, do, like artists who, um, and leadership is fun and I love it, but it's, it's super taxing sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, especially when there's nothing that you could do that wouldn't make somebody mad. And that's the other thing I want to say to people. Guys, live your lives. Chase your dreams. Uh, be good uh, to yourselves. And There's nothing you could do that wouldn't make somebody mad. And I used to say, the only way to not make people mad is to lay in a bed and do nothing. Guess what? Somebody's <laughs> going to get mad at you for laying in a bed and doing nothing. So right. literally, one time somebody got mad at me. Remember when I was going around just handing out money to people who, who were affected yeah. by COVID? was literally like, here's some money. People got, some people got mad at me for that. And I was like, yo, when I'm literally giving like struggling families, like lower class families, like stack, I wasn't even doing the videotaping. A couple people mm-hmm. were like, yo, can we do a video? You And I'm like, yeah, but I wasn't even doing the, oh, let's stick a camera in a homeless person's face while we give him McDonald's French fries. I don't really like that. I'm actually okay with it. Cause I think if you're going to do positive stuff solely for the fact of getting attention, it's funny. I'm actually okay with that. Cause you're still doing positive stuff and somebody else yeah. might pick up on it. But that's the problem is people will see somebody do something beautiful and then find the one, uh, the one thing that they have an issue yeah, with. Again, there's the one no, nugget. Mm-hmm. There's no addition by subtraction. We got to start loving, supporting each other. And we sure as hell got to step out of this tribalism. 
because it is a long, dusty road to nowhere. Um, and uh, leadership, yeah. leadership, lead, be, be, be the person you needed when you were a little you. Yeah. Um, Here's my question. So yeah. you love being a leader. I see you as a leader. I see you doing things for your community. I think, see you doing things for other people, yourself. Do you feel like you lead from your heart with love? Um, you know, I think I'm actually more objective. Um, I think a lot of the decisions I've had to make have led to like frustration or have led to like, uh, not that like leadership's hard, true leadership. Like, like, like it, 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 most people don't want to do it. <laughs> like they do not want to take the first step. They want to tell other people what they're doing wrong. And it's like so much easier, but I'm a mix of head versus heart. It's like a constant battle. Uh, I am, I'm a libertarian artist. Okay. I mean, that's like a really weird combination. Uh, there is like, I'm like split down the middle. Now I will say too, that I think anyone's making an emotional decision as objective as we want it to be. And then we use emotion to like justify it. Like again, sales, like, Guy goes and buys, if your husband came home with like a Lamborghini, you'd be like, what the, and he'd be like, babe, 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 it gets like 20 miles to the gallon. The crash test rating is crazy. I got a deal on it. It's basically appreciating value. That's what, that's what dudes do. But mm -hmm. tell me I'm wrong. You know, you would get the whole <laughs> spiel about how, you know, the 87 inch TV was like so good because you need it for, and you're like, this is, the, it's an emotional decision. He's picturing mm -hmm. him, Leonard Skinner on, convertible down, hair blowing in, non-existent hair, blowing in the wind, you know, um, and uh, it's, it's, it's like, I think when I apply objective reasoning to things that I don't want to do, that I'm getting the emotional gratification of being like, no, you're making the right choice. You're being objective. You know what I mean? So I think, I think <laughs> right? it's always going to come down uh, to, because I talk about pain avoidance all the time. We're always going to seek pleasure and avoid pain. People are like, dude, you have done some of the most painful things, arduously painful, with no reward. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm seeking pleasure out of being like, yeah, you're a badass. You know, you're able to, <laughs> you're able to hike a mountain barefoot, you know. And, and, and so uh, I, I, I try to be actually really objective um, because there's many times when I want to say things to people. It is gratifying to, like, tell somebody mm -hmm. off, you know. But I'm like, all right, be good about this. But again, I think we circle all the way back around. And that's me at the end of the day, emotionally being able to be like, all right, you didn't lose your cool. You know, you're, you're treating people the way you're telling other people to treat people. So I'm not even sure the answer to that. What about you? Are you, you, I mean, you seem, you seem like a hard overhead kind of person, like any day of the week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. My, my heart pretty much leads. My heart is really the brains of the operation just because I'm definitely, <laughs> yes, I'm definitely wired. I feel like there's a, there's definitely a difference, even though both men and women have the masculine feminine energy. I feel like, I feel like, and, and not everyone, I think there are men out there who, you know, sort of go over and lead with love, but I feel like there's so many layers to leading with your heart and leading with love. And like, for me, when I hear those things, like when I, if you said, are you a heart centered leader? I would say yes, because I hold people accountable. I have respect and responsibilities for other people, not necessarily me, even though there is that for me as well. Um, I don't even know. I'm just going off on a tangent now and I lost my train of thought, but I think I feel like, you know, like sometimes for me, my head likes to make up shit that's not true. Right. So it's normal. And then it's like my shitty first draft. Right. 
And then like, I really have to get in tune with what would my heart tell me? What would my heart tell my brain to tell people? So if, if it's sort of like a filter almost through the brain, but that's a long. Well, I think uh, looking, looking at your behavior is such a grand step that like most don't do. You know what I mean? Like to actually even look back in the first place and be like, why did I do what I did? That is most, most people are living in a reactionary fashion. I think we all know that it's kind of like pain avoidance, pain avoidance, pain avoidance, pain avoidance. How do I avoid this? And uh, I mean, the fact that you have the discipline to analyze your own behavior or the desire to do so mm -hmm. um, is a, is an incredible is, is, well, I mean, part of the reason why you have the emotional maturity you do. Um, I think every time you had something bad happen to you that you could blame it on why it was everybody else's fault and why, you know, is the world. And, the, and, and, and actually, here's the funny thing. It might have been somebody who did something to you. But mm -hmm. uh, one of the most important things we can do is separate fault and responsibility. And that's mm -hmm. a really, really, really hard thing to do. You know, it wasn't my fault that I got a chronic illness, but it was my responsibility to live a happy life. It was my fault that I was physically sexually abused. It was my responsibility to make sure that I never did that to anybody else and more so lead other people out of that and help mm -hmm. them with that. But it gets hard because, you know, sometimes in my line of work, I've had to say things to people and I say it in a soft way, but it's like, um, sounds terrible. And it's, it's, I had one guy who, who did have molestation happen when he was younger, but it was like his reason why he was nasty to people and using drugs. And I told him, I was like, dude, it was not your fault that your dad yeah. molested you when you were eight years old, but it's your responsibility to be happy and good to people. And I mean, only in like a very objective, not emotional, right. literal sense. Right. Like, like in, 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 in that's that separation of fault and responsibility because ego is so big, right? Like ego <laughs> is a big thing. Like, you know, that's real. I mean, we all like to act like, Oh, I don't care what people think. Like you're out of your mind. You're a sociopath or you're that, 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 that's just not realistic. It's going to be a reflection of, it's like what friendship is, is caring, mm -hmm. you know, how be, so like, again, I don't, you know, I think you shouldn't care what nonsensical, uh, non-related people to you or people who just want to be nasty. You should never let that get to you. But um, we have to separate fault and responsibility. And the power of that is remarkable because right. all the time people talk about how it's not their fault. It's, it doesn't matter um, as far as your happiness. Um, it matters as far as, um, you know, if somebody does something awful, you should probably cut them out of your life or, or, or uh, remove, you know, case in point, I got robbed uh, at one point mm -hmm. and I was like, damn, it's funny, my immediate reaction is like, why were you in that alley at 315 though? You know, and it, what made you, and, and, and a lot of people, I think, think that you're like victim blaming yourself, mm -hmm. which you're not blaming you. You're taking responsibility to ensure that it never happens right. again. And those are, very, but again, it's very hard, isn't it? I mean, couldn't couldn't you see how difficult that is to be like, yeah, I got brutally assaulted uh, by like three people uh, for nothing, and I'm going to take ownership of this. Mm -hmm. Right, and I think that you have you have to think about what you just said. Like, okay, shit happened. Let's not let it happen again. Figure out. And, and, and not necessarily every situation, but you have a responsibility, you have a role in every situation, in every moment. I walk down the hall, I have a role in walking down the hall, right? And the other person has a role in walking the opposite way. Now, if that person walking the opposite way turns around and punches me, I have to think to myself, 
okay, what was going on around me? Who was there? Did I look funny? Did I act funny? Did that person, you know, just come out of an appointment with, you know, news about whatever, but it's not, you can't blame people. That's the thing. You can't blame people for everything. And that's why I feel like most people get to this place where it's not my fault. I, I did what I was supposed to do. I, I know who I am. I know what I'm all about. Well, could you just maybe look and just examine just for five minutes, run it through your head, figure out one thing, one thing you could have done differently or could do differently in the future in a situation like that. Pain's a hell of a teacher, right? I mean, I <laughs> I'm like, I think that's why I've been so successful in my life is I ate shit sandwiches for like, you know, 12 right. years and that 12 years, what am I talking about? That was a gross on your guy, you know, like decades. Um, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, the uh, totally had something that I wanted to grab onto, and please don't tell me I lost it. You were talking about you're walking down, somebody does something. We're mm -hmm. talking about blame, serving you or not serving you. Oh, man. Um, oh, no. Oh, it'll no. be, it'll come back. It'll come back. Man, I really wanted to grab that one. Anywho, yeah, it's probably, I guess it's not, it's not that paramount, but um, it, the knee-jerk reaction is to, is to, it's easier to focus outward on blame, you know, oh uh, gosh, accountability, yeah. you know, and ownership can suck, like, really, really bad, and it doesn't always feel good, you know, like, an awakening of your, of your, uh, who you are, or how your behavior, it's, it's usually led by pain, mm -hmm. um, and I've noticed this within people, and with coaching people, is I'm, people say they want stuff as bad as they can, I always make this analogy. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. They're like, oh, but I had date night with my, and I'm like, that's cool, but you didn't really want, and they're like, oh, but, and my analogy I give is like, when you want something so bad, it's like you're drowning. Like if somebody was holding your head underwater and you literally mm -hmm. could not breathe, you wouldn't care about your date night. You mm -hmm. wouldn't care about what you're having for dinner. You wouldn't care. You don't think of that moment about your insecurities or your hesitations or your, you would probably snap your toe backwards uh, in order to be able to breathe again at that point in which you're, you know, you're just absolutely, there's nothing I want more than that. And I think, I think emotionally um, that transfers into objective, like the thoughts that turn into actions is a better way to put it. We're all so capable. Like yeah. grandmas are deadlifting cars off their kids oh, when they get know. trapped in an accident. You know, like uh -huh. people have done insane. Remember the guy who, uh, the hiker, he got his arm yep. trapped in a boulder and he took a dull pocket knife and yep. cut his own arm off, cauterized, I mean, cauterized. Like if we could apply that resiliency, humans are so resilient. Like we're so yeah. like, capable, but we like only apply that for some odd reason when we're like dying. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Like we, if we could harness that and bring it over to want, and people always say like, oh, you shouldn't be, no, want, want is super sexy. Want is where amazing things happen. Need yeah. is like, it's kind of like too, you know, people always like, I'm going to use the word again. It's like super sexy to be needed, right? Like I need you, like in a relationship. Nobody really wants to be needed, honestly. Like, like, like it's not, nobody literally wants to be needed. And I have been needed by clients before. Um, one of my all-star clients, actually dudes, and I'm, he's so open about this. He was like, dude, killing it, making a boatload of money, making a boatload of happiness, making people happy, leadership. There was a point in our relationship where I was like, dude, you are doing amazing things, but you are way too codependent. Mm. And it actually kind of shattered it. Like it was, there were tears and stuff. And I, I literally was yeah. like, I'm going to leave you for a week, no contact, figure it out. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like go, 
Uh, I'm not going to let you die, but you're alone. Don't, don't call me. Don't text me. I want to see you succeed and break down. I mean, absolute like shit. Like, because his success was linked to me uh, at that mm-hmm. point. And um, there was abandonment in his life. There's a lot of abandonment, and I and I said the words carefully, but it's so funny. Like we we talk about it now. He's like, I'm so glad that you kicked me to the curb for a week because he had mm-hmm. to. You know, it was like I'd be getting asked questions, and I jokingly be like, Let me Google that for you. All right. You know, because it was so capable <laughs> that just with the and, and 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 so it's like the best thing that we ever did. And after that, it was like the success was like this, and it just hit one of those like technology bell curves, you know, where yeah. it's like, is this a yeah. literal vertical line right now that we're looking at? And um, if we could only apply that, I'll cut my arm off, I'll fight to get a breath of air, I'll deadlift a car off my baby, and ask most people one thing they've tried their absolute hardest on and failed. Mm-hmm. And my rule is it can't be a competition because you can be like Mark, let's have a like a bench press off. You, you're not going to be able to try it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm guessing. I don't know if you can. Damn. Um, but, like, things <laughs> that aren't contest-based, like, most people are like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, so you've never failed anything that you've literally given your effort and your everything mm-hmm. to. And they're like, no. And I'm like, that one thing right there lights my world up. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's, that's, that's the mindset. But I think, as well, that mindset can be applied to finding common ground with people that you disagree with. Um, you know, finding, uh, putting in the effort to listen and love and, mm-hmm. and, and to value people, even if they're not in the same scope. And I think we're going about it the wrong way. And I'm going to tie back in real quick on politics is that yeah. um, we need to be able to make common ground with people we disagree with. Uh, right now, I am, I am repugnantly like opposed to racism. Um, I, I, I hate it. I, uh, there's not a part about me that uh there's not even like that little bit of like closet you, you, you know what i mean like there's just nothing in me that isn't like right. oh you're different than me I'll, what do you guys do for holidays like what food can i go to lunch with you guys like i want to learn like what can i wear this hat that you guys wear what is it called like i just i i'm just curious you know um but i did recently have one of my clients on a phone call drop the n-word with a hard r in a very not good mm. way um you can't fight racism you can't. I mean, if I were to yell at him and ostracize and maybe record that phone call, put it out on the internet, this dude has got a big career. I'm going to stop there because I don't want to put, I mean, like, massive career. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not one from there. But, you know, I work with guys in the NFL. I work with guys who, you know, like, so we're talking, I had the power to just destroy this human being. But you know what I would have done? I would have caused it to get worse. I would have caused more hatred. And so instead, I was like, dude, 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 whoa, 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 like, where did that come from? You know, like yeah. what in your life happened to you that do you mean that literally? Is it like a you know, and 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 we talked and that doesn't that doesn't happen anymore. And um I know him well enough, he wouldn't care. You know, he wouldn't right. stop doing it or saying it just because but the point is, uh we have to make bridges, not wedges, with people who are different than us and discuss how uh, are different where like the commonalities that we have, like I said, this pendulum, because mm-hmm. the beauty gets done here. The beauty doesn't get right. done when we're off the road over here or off the road over here. It's funny. I feel like we just like tied up this magnificent and the answer to it <laughs> is <laughs> radical self-responsibility and taking ownership yeah. for everything that we can and personal ownership. And that light thing is happening again, whatever um, <laughs> radical self-responsibility, which isn't always easy. But right now, I'll tell you this too, new, new, new leaders are stepping into place. I'll tell you that right now. There is a power dynamic that is, there's not a lot of leadership roles 
and we're assuming the leadership for the next generation. And it's funny because when I talk about these things, it's not always comfortable. The engagement isn't always the greatest on social media. Right. Now the numbers though, I, I've never had so much business in my entire life. When I ask people what drew them in, they're like, dude, your objective, realistic, capable ability to navigate the times uh, financially, morally, ethically, you don't back down and you seem to have a system that allows you to, you know, uh, deal with this. And it's funny, like, don't talk about politics, don't talk about politics. I've never had such a birthing and an awakening of people, but it's an interesting game because you want to go with the metrics, right? It hurts your ego a little bit when you put a post out and like one person who's your mom, like responds to it, you know, but, uh, people who are sitting on their couches, spewing out hatred, not doing anything, looking for outrage to outrage are not going to be the people who like your post about getting up and making life changes and taking ownership for ourselves. But the, the, anyone who's actually going to work with you and take ownership and change their life is exactly that person. Right. So right. it's this kind of interesting dichotomy where we need to go against what we think we want to do in order to get to the place, which is where we started in the first place. Um, <laughs> like, whoa, geez, Jesus, calm down, man. So, um, you know, Mic drop. <laughs> it's true. It's, yeah. you know, and, and um, this world's changing. And it's changing quick. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I feel really kind of sad about this. But, like, I don't think I'm going to win. I don't. I think, uh, uh, you know, let me get a little bit more further away from this. I think uh, divisive behavior and I think tribalism is winning. You know, and it sucks. Uh, I, I, I don't know. But on the other hand, too, I'm also seeing a little bit of an awakening from people about, like, okay, I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. Uh, we got to yeah. meet in the middle. We, we got to do something about it. But I'll tell you right now that uh, stubborn, stubbornly my fight in me is not going to be dictated by like my preaching of love and ownership and empathy would never be dictated by how much love ownership and empathy is in the world. In fact, it only makes me louder. So it's not like I'm going to quit or anything yeah. like that, but I have to be honest, if we're doing a tallies and a head game and a number game between who's responsible, who's not, who's emotionally mature, who's not, who, yeah. as they say in the hunger games, may the odds forever be in your favor. Mm -hmm. But I just get concerned that they might not be. But that doesn't mean either that there's not happiness to life or, but I do believe that you're going to have to set up emotional boundaries and right. social boundaries and say, hey, I'm okay with this. I'm not okay with this. And I need you to respect that because mm -hmm. I was really bad at making boundaries for a long time. And I think it came from the product of trauma and abuse and like wanting to please everybody. And mm -hmm. when you, uh, people get too scared of being alone, uh, they get scared of losing people. And I don't think you should ever be scared of losing people. I think you should be scared of being around people that make you lose so much of yourself that you don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to happen if we're not careful. 100%. Yeah. Christine, let me, uh, do you mind if I turn this back around on you for five minutes before we, sure. uh, before we pop off here? Sure. So, uh, Chris, tell us, uh, I, we have been so busy, or at least I've been so busy um, I know that you're always doing these projects and thank you for this time, by the way, like every time I come on here, I just feel it's such a awesome space to cultivate Good. thought and I'm going to stand back up here. We go. <laughs> cultivate thought and, and, and connect. Um, Chris, what do you want to do with this world? Like, what do I want what to is, do? Yeah. Like within this world, I guess, like the world's changed obviously in a pretty big mm -hmm. fashion, right? Since like the last time things are changing since the last yeah. time we spoke. And your heart was full of then, and it seems to be full of now. And I love you so much. Um, has this, has the changing situation changed 
I don't think it's wrong to change either, by the way. Some people are like, you've mm -hmm. changed. You ever seen that picture of the caterpillar and the butterfly? And he's like, mm -hmm. you've changed. And he's like, we're supposed to. Uh -huh. So um, do you feel that you've your direction, your goals, or even the ways that you're going to navigate this territory, um, kind of uh, unforeseeable uh, future, do you feel it's changed at all? Do you feel your... Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. It yeah. has to. You, you talk you, about you, that? Yeah, you, you have... I believe that in every day, you will probably change. A little bit even if it's like this much because if you're not changing and, uh, and evolving then you're just dying mm. and that comes from being around the right people asking the right questions thinking for yourself doing research for yourself um and then asking for help saying what you need to say speaking your truth um and, and it has changed and it will continue to change well Am I bummed out that my first ever live in-person weekend retreat was canceled because of COVID? Fuck yeah. Same, same actually, funny enough. Like same. that, like that, like that, that side sidelined me for a long time. Cause I was so psyched to be able to go and share the sacred space with people to better their lives, whatever it is. And, and it might not even be me in that moment. Right. I could be up there spewing what I feel, you know, is worked for me and seen, you know, be successful. It's really that other person that's getting that same knowledge from me that then goes and sends it with someone else. It's that ripple effect. Um, and yeah, I'm pissed off that I didn't get to do that. Could I have done it online? Yeah, but I didn't want to. And I was a stubborn small child about it. So I just didn't do it. But don't ever yeah. let that child die. I <laughs> no, love that child. <laughs> the other day I was here and I said, you know, I'm not going to adult anymore. I had that post up. I refuse to adult today. And I actually threw a temper tantrum on the floor in the office. And people nice. were like, did you fall? I was like, no, I'm just having a moment. <laughs> I got myself here. I flailed. Right. Okay. Like, God. Yeah. So things, things will change. Like I have been very busy. Um, kind of in the coaching piece, mentoring piece, mostly awesome. in the response piece. Um in my community, I'm doing all the um, response and recovery and resiliency work in this forward together piece for the company I work for. And that's been the first, you know, three months was 15, 16 hour days, seven days a week. Trying oh, to figure that out. That. <laughs> and I that. love it. And there were, there are moments where I'm fucking tired, but I love every moment because I know I'm making a difference. That's amazing. So that's things, things will change. Will I be able to do an in-person retreat someday? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I would will. like to say yes, absolutely, because this will, this will, I don't know. Like, I think about, like, West Nile virus. I know that's a stupid analogy, but, like, that was shoved in our faces every moment of every day for a whole entire summer or five. And now all of a sudden you don't hear about it for years, and now it's coming back again just because yeah. somebody needs some fucking drama in their life. No, it's put it's out there, right? This definitely hands <laughs> that work right now. I work yep. with some hospital directors, yep. and I'm not even going to. It's too much. It's too much to get into. We'll do it on another mm -hmm. one. But when you start getting exposed to people, um, these guys' reviews are up on my page, like Department of Homeland Security, Secret Service, uh, hospital directors, uh, people around the world. You, that was kind of an illuminating force in my life, where I was like, oh, so things are really not what we're being told they are. Uh, we always knew that, but I mean to like an exponentially higher degree than I had thought. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean it's not real or anything. I don't want to be too elusive. It's very real as a prom. COVID's real and people, uh, people have died. But 
also at the same token, um, I, I agree with you that I think underlying, like, I, I actually think everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we're going to pull out and we're going to be strong. And this is what, if you look at all these tragedies and like things that have happened in the past, this is what happens. And then stronger people are created through hard times. And then they make really good times. And those good times make people relax a little bit and stuff like this happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Chris, I'm so glad that, you're, uh, that your heart is still alive in the ways that it is. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you for today. Uh, I look forward to it. Last night I was excited. Today I was excited. And I'm not sure if I said anything super profound, but it, it, it felt good to It's voice all it. profound. And if I, if I can leave off on a message for like everybody out there, yeah. um, I wanted to wrap it up by saying, um, the world's interesting right now, but there's a lot of people out there who care about you. And uh, there's a lot of uh, fear from people about what's this next challenge. And I want to let you guys know that like for a minute, just look away from the challenge in front of you. Um, and look back at everything that you've overcome because you, people are, you're, you're, you're way stronger than you're ever going to give yourself credit for. Whatever yeah. age you're at, you've survived that many years of like happenstance, heartbreak, mm-hmm. letdown. And there's beautiful things in life too, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the negative things that haven't broken you and you're still here. And there's yes. tons of people out there who love you. There's tons of people out there who want to do work, get to it. And all that I ask is for anyone struggling, anyone who's having a hard time right now, which is understandable, um, you're tough as hell for still fighting through it. Take a minute, look at the end long-term uh, product of the choices that people are making around you. Because I think a lot of people on both sides um, in every avenue are getting demonized right now for actually mm-hmm. doing the thing that is like really the charitable, difficult, not easy, um, dedicated uh, part of things. And I encourage you to look into human beings' lives and their behavior because the opposite happens too. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things that sound really cheery and it's like a Christmas bell, you know, during mm-hmm. the song Noel, but there's no substance, there's no action, right. there's no nothing, there's no dedication, there's no sacrifice, there's no nothing. But I also encourage you to feel however you want. I mean, you know, that's that's always been the take home. Subjectively, be happy, whatever that is. Don't hurt anybody, and you can call it a good life. And if you've got the energy to look after other people or be charitable, I think that's a beautiful, amazing thing. And you're never going to regret your time helping somebody else. And you don't have to be a online B-list celebrity guy or girl to be a coach to somebody or a mentor, like having your bills paid and a roof over your head and some food on your table and not a mental breakdown every morning, that's leadership to somebody. Yeah. We can help our neighbor um, bring in a trash can for older neighbors. These small things collectively add up to a much better world. So if you don't know what to do, I want to let you know that trying to grab a hold of this entire world and kind of chokehold it into operating exactly the way we want um, it's not only going to drive you nuts, but probably futile. But what you can do is you can check on your neighbors, uh, see if anybody needs help. You can look into your school districts. You can look into um, mentorship programs. You can look into about a million different things where you can get involved with a life and put them off in a better place than they started. And guess what? If you change a thousand lives and they change a thousand lives and they change a thousand lives, which to be honest with you is kind of underselling it. We have just changed more lives than exist in the entirety of the planet. Or maybe I, I think I, I think I ended up at a billion, a thousand, thousand, thousand. <laughs> not a mathematician, okay? Uh-huh. But the point is, we can make valuable changes in this world that we right. can really, truly help people. 
And the answer isn't by trying, in my subjective opinion, to wrestle this whole world into operating, thinking, and functioning like you do. It might take you a million years to try to change someone. I can try to make Chris wear a purple shirt all day long. I could even threaten her for not wearing that purple shirt or call her an awful name for not wearing that purple shirt or put a picture up of her online and screenshot a conversation and post it because she won't wear a purple shirt. And guess what? She's probably going to be less likely to wear a purple shirt. But when I <laughs> right. can get close to her and love on her and share commonality and become friends, I guarantee you I could get Christine to wear a purple shirt with me right now if, 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 if that was so. Bridge, love, communication, openness. Let's look at the long-term product of what people are doing instead of the immediate grandstanding and mm -hmm. start to figure out who you want in your life and not in your life. And I say that in an empowering way. Like I say that in a very empowering, right. beautiful way, not like people are ugly. But you've got limited energy, guys. And there's a lot of people who deserve it. And there's a lot of people who don't. And we tend to actually give our focus and energy to the people who bug us and like piss us off oftentimes when we got like family and friends in community and people need help. And it doesn't matter who they love or the color of their skin or, or, or what their job is, whether they're a cop or whether they're not a cop or whether it matters the content of their character. So that was Mark, a lot thank than you. I thought it would be, but thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. you. I love you so, so much. much. I love you. This was incredible. It always is. And I know it won't be the last. I think we'll have to not have so much space between the times that we get to have these amazing conversations. So thank you so much. Thank you, my um, friend. I love you. It was really good to see you. Really good to see I you. I love you too. You. Sorry about all the camera problems. <laughs> I did my best. It's all good. <laughs> I will, um, I'm going to stop the recording and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up.